This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. You're listening to Lung Talk, presented by Asthma Otago, supporting people with asthma and breathing problems. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Lung Talk. This is Joe Torrance, the community worker with Asthma Otago. Um, today, we have got a group of students with us from the um, University of Otago, from the physiotherapy department, so we're all looking forward to what they have to say. Um, I've got with me today Elsha, Max, Ayla and Finn. Their tutor as well is here just overseeing, make sure they behave, I understand. But anyway, we're going to go right into it. Um, I'm going to be talking to Max first, who's very nervous, but he'll be just fine. Um, so Max, um, first of all, you, I know you've got questions that you've got to answer here, but tell us a wee bit. Um, so what year of physiotherapy are you in? Uh, I'm year three physio this year. Radio and and where are you from? I'm originally from uh, Rotorua. What brought you down to Dunedin? Uh, my brother actually came down here, and also maybe a bit to do with the culture down here brought me down. <laughs> the student culture, eh? I was reading a letter to the editor this morning. That was not good reading. I'm sure you're not one of those. But <laughs> But anyway, we're here today to talk about um, the the relationship between people with respiratory disease and exercise. And as we all know, people with um, particularly COPD don't like exercising. It's quite difficult um, and it's probably one of the things that they avoid. But as we know, and as Max is going to explain, about what the benefits are to people with COPD from exercise. So here's Max to tell us all about it. Right, so it's quite a broad question, I guess you could say. The benefits of exercise. Uh, I guess sort of the main one is that it improves your ability to do everyday tasks. So I could go on about all the the nitty-gritty, quite small, specific stuff, but the main idea is that it helps you with your everyday tasks and your independence, really. Um, and so there are things that contribute towards that. So a lot of exercises can help strengthen your, strengthen your muscles. They can increase your endurance, aerobic capacity, but a lot of people just don't really care about that type of stuff. Um, so yeah, I could... So to be more specific, Max, because we're talking about people with COPD particularly or, or or even just people with chronic illnesses, so that's a wee bit later on in life. Um, why exercise? You know, I've lived for 70 years now already. I haven't done any exercise. Why should I start now? Well, broadly, it improves your quality of life, um, especially exercise for patients with COPD. Um, it can help with, like exercise can actually help uh, clear some secretions that they can have. And then that actually um, doesn't hinder on exercise as much. So you're not having to stop and clear your secretions. Um, it can also help with like, the coughing and wheezing that you might have. So... Yeah, once it less stops and you can sort of just focus on your exercise and, yeah, it can help improve that. Yeah. 
fantastic. Um, the words there were quality of life. I love that because that is that is what we're talking about. It doesn't matter at what age you start exercising. Your body will respond and you will see the benefits. And that's really important. And that's kind of the selling point that we make. So we run several exercise classes for people. And you're talking about a group of people who predominantly, they may do activities, but they don't do exercise and they have no idea what um, exercise actually is and why they should do it. So no, you explained it really well, really well. Cool. Um, Rightio, we're going to move on because you've had your five minutes. <laughs> um, so now we're going to move on to, uh, we're going to move on to Elsha. Um, welcome, Elsha. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, so once again, tell us a wee bit about yourself. Uh, my name is Alsha. I'm a third year physio student, as you know by now, um, and I am from Namibia. So very new to New Zealand. Moved here about three years ago and loving it. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah. So what brought you to New Zealand? Um, change, you know. It's getting a little bit less safe in Namibia, but also I knew I was about to go study and the opportunities here are just amazing. So I figured this is a good place to come as any. Cool. Yeah. That's great. Great. Well, moving on from um, what Max was talking about, uh, what we're going to talk about are the different types of exercise. Um, so what, when you say exercise, what does that mean to you? Exercise in of itself is quite a broad word. So we can try and break it down into four components. We've got strength or resistance, as some people might call it. We've got endurance, we've got balance, and then we've got flexibility. So to break it down, strength and resistance, those words are used interchangeably because basically what we're doing is using resistance to build strength of our muscles. Very important for things like, like Max said, quality of life. So builds independence. So it helps to keep you independent as long as possible and also builds confidence in daily activities. Then we've got um, endurance, which is doing something over and over again so endurance unlike strength that targets muscles targets your lungs heart and circulatory system so this is very important for um trying to prevent those types of um, age-related diseases like diabetes and heart diseases that we are quite um, prone to and then we move on to balance exercises which is Focusing on the muscles that keep you upright. So focusing on those core muscles, the leg muscles and the lower back muscles. And these muscles are very important um, to keep your balance, which helps to reduce a risk of fall, which again does come with age. We start losing balance and with risk of fall comes risk of injuries. So when we target those muscles, we can reduce our risk of falls and hopefully help prevent as much injuries as possible. And then finally, we've got flexibility, which people might not tend to know about is as important. So flexibility is stretching the muscle. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's just stretching the muscle and it's making sure it's helping to improve the muscle's ability to work. It's helping to improve the way of that your muscle works and, again, reduces injuries, reduces your risk of hurting yourself. Um, all four of these components, really important, really um, but it is sometimes hard to improve, incorporate all of them into our activities. So I think the best advice would be is instead of trying to do all of them, 
at least do one of them or two of them and you can progress later. Um, something is always better than nothing. So instead of saying, I can't do any of that, choose one thing that you feel comfortable with doing and work from there. Oh, that, that was quite a very, very um, great explanation about it. <laughs> um, tell me, um, how long should people be exercising? This is a question that we get, particularly, you know, you talk about people, they don't want to be um, weightlifters and they don't want to run a marathon. Um, so when you talk about endurance, what sort of what sort of time frame would you consider someone, you know, um, older than 55, say, to be um, starting at looking at doing? I think um, something that I tend to tell people all the time is listen to your body. Everyone is different. My right is going to be different to your right. Um, my comfortable right and is going to be different to yours. So I would recommend starting off with doing the exercise, seeing how far you can go and work from there. Use that as a baseline. Don't ask your friend how much they can do and try and improve on that because that's going to be different for you. So do, if, if you want to look at running, go for a run. See how far you can go before you feel like you can't go anymore. And from there, slowly start progressing, slowly start pushing yourself. Don't just jump in on someone else's exercises because their normals are different to your normal. Each body is different and each body is so important to listen to what your body is telling you. If someone's got a, um, a injury... Obviously, we would say go and see a physiotherapist, wouldn't we, Tutor? Yes, we <laughs> would. Um, uh, but to be fair, a lot of people don't. Um, should they not exercise when they have an injury? That's my question to you. That is very dependent. That is something that, like you said, once you go see your physio, they'll be able to guide you because some injuries do need rest. And a lot of times, if you have an injury and you feel the need to exercise, there are alternatives. So if you've broken your foot and you need the doctors put you on rest and you feel like the need to exercise, you can focus on upper body exercises. You can focus, focus on different exercises. So I would say there isn't a norm. And I feel like everyone has the tendency to want the right and the wrong answer. And a lot of times there isn't. A lot of times it's really just about where your body is at in its recovery process. So I would recommend taking it easy, definitely, but also talking to a health professional, talking to someone who can guide you. Yeah. And that that's great. And that's kind of where I was leading. Absolutely. So well done. Um, that's more than your five minutes now. I'm sorry. <laughs> so um, thank you, Elsha. That was really great. Um, some really useful information there. You're listening to Lung Talk, presented by Asthma Otago, supporting people with asthma and breathing problems. We're going to, to move on now, and we're going to be talking to Finn. Now, Finn's going to be talking about, once he tells us a wee bit about himself, um, about home exercise, because as um, Elsha was saying, uh, a lot of the things that she mentioned you actually would be able to do, but some not. But anyway, welcome, Finn. How's it going? Good, 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 good. So tell us a wee bit about yourself. Um, like the rest of us, I'm also a third-year physio, and um, I'm from up in Auckland, so the big smoke, everyone's favourite city. <laughs> we won't hold that against you. Um, but yeah, um, I was uh, talking about, uh, so exercising at home, 
exercising in general can be difficult motivation is always a big thing and not everyone wants to do it and especially with these covid times with isolation and everything you're going to be trapped at home a little bit more than you like and not all of us sort of had the uh luxury of having equipment at home but that doesn't always have to stop you i mean canned foods water bottles and stuff can be used to replace weights if you really if you're doing any sort of strength building exercises Otherwise, bodyweight exercises can cover pretty much anything you really need. You can do things like push-ups, you can do squats. There's plenty of exercises that you can get out and do without having to have equipment with you. And um, if, you, if you're struggling for ideas, there's online classes that you can watch, YouTube videos, things like that. And if you want to just create a bit more atmosphere, put on some music while you're doing it or something like that. Cool. Um Thanks, Janet. We are going to talk a wee bit more about that. Uh, there's some great ideas, and, and funny enough, we are looking at making a YouTube video. I um, don't know whether you four people are going to be doing it, but some of us are going to be doing it, which is um, pretty exciting. It'll be lots of fun. I just want to take you back and think about your um, the, the people that are listening, which is great. So I don't know whether, how many of those are going to get down to a squat. So please don't do that, I don't think, because I don't think you'll get well, back up again. You can do a squat, an assisted squat with a chair where you don't have to go the whole way down and you're being supported the whole time instead of yeah. having to do the full squat where you might hurt yourself. And if you get yourself next to a wall or something like that for support, then you're going to be sort of able to do it with a little bit more safety around you. Great, thanks. I, I, that just shows you that you have done some work and thought about those things because that's exactly right. Um, and it also shows you that um, the exercises you could do at home, they just need to be adapted yeah. um, for your particular age group bracket if you like yeah yeah, yeah you just yeah. got to know your limits and know that at the end of the day your safety is sort of on the line if you're exercising and know your capabilities if you don't think you're going to be able to get down and do a full squat then it's not worth trying it um and there's always alternatives there's easy exercises to do there's exercises you can do where you're getting support from the wall wall or a table or a chair or something like that so you don't always have to sort of push yourself past where your limit is so if you were to put on some good music Finn, tell me what kind of music would you be putting what on music what i put on well dmb is a bit of a dunedin favorite but i probably mostly listen to rap 90s rap which i'm sure all the uh sort of older people would love to hear uh possibly <laughs> maybe not but music is a great motivator yeah exactly yeah. it gets you sort of in a, in a good mood gets you working and it just sort of it, it passes the time quicker than normal as well you don't have to sort of think about the exercises where you're doing them even some exercise you can do just standing in front of the tv if you if you really want sort of like something like that and you don't have to do the exercises just standing there staring at a wall the whole time so make it interesting for yourself i oh, know that's great thanks that was your, that's your uh the five minutes up, thank you. Um, I'm just going to talk just before we um, go to a Ayla. These guys have got really interesting names. Um, Asma Targo have recently, due to COVID, I mean, we, we run several exercise classes in the community, but of course we're not able to due to um, the rising community cases. So they're all on hold. But I've got a couple of walking groups going. I'm going today down to the botanical gardens. It'll be just beautiful today. Um, and walking, like you talked. That's another home-based exercise that you all could be doing. Um, and it's one of the most important and um, the one that you'll see the most benefits from because it incorporates all the things that Elsha talked about, all the strength, resistance, balance. If you do walking, you get a bit of all of that in that walking. So... Um, we do that on a Wednesday at 1.30. If you want to come along, uh, we meet at the main gates of the Botanical Gardens. So, yeah, come on down. Um, come and smell the roses while you do a bit of exercise. But anyway, moving on to Ayla. So, Ayla, 
um, welcome. Hi. Hi. <laughs> just like all the other guys, um, I'd just like to get to know you a wee bit more. So tell us a wee bit about yourself. Um, I'm also a third year student. Um, I'm from Kitty Kitty, so right up north. And yeah, doing physio. <laughs> so what, um, why Dunedin? Why Dunedin? I did a little visit before I came down here and I just it couldn't compare to anybody else really. Yeah. I want to know what you did on your little visit. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing too scandalous, don't I? <laughs> no. Um, I mean, it just shows you the diversity of the, our students here. It's wonderful. Um, it's one of the reasons that I love li- living in Dunedin. If it wasn't for all the students, I think I'd leave because it'd be such a boring place. So um, welcome, Ayla. So um, the last thing we're going to talk about, and in, in particular people with um, chronic lung disease, is that they get very, very puffed. It's one of the things that we hear all the time. I can't exercise because it makes me puffed. Um you're going to talk about a wee bit about breathlessness and the management of that. Um, yeah, so I'll be interested to hear what you've sort of um, found out. Yeah, so understandably, it might make a lot of people with COPD a bit nervous to do exercises because it does bring on those symptoms. And even especially if you've got asthma, if you have previous um, asthma attacks. So, but this shouldn't like deter you from doing exercise. Um, it, like Alsha said, like listen to your body. It is really important for safety because um, safety is paramount. Um, but yeah, we sort of did like a little bit of research this week and found some studies to sort of back up exercise for um, patients with COPD really. And one that I found was a 2015 study and it basically just said that there was no like significant difference of outcomes between those that did high intensity exercises versus lower intensity exercises. So I guess it sort of comes down to what you feel safe doing in terms of your symptoms and breathlessness. And it'll just increase adherence if you like stay at a pace that you are comfortable with. You know, you don't want to do, you know, 80% of your max every single time. It's not very motivating. Um, But yeah, ways to sort of, manage your breathlessness um i'm sure if you've got copd you've been to your practitioner and they've talked about purse-lipped breathing so that's breathing in through the nose and then out through the mouth like you're blowing out a candle for about twice as long um and also sitting in those positions like leaning forward arms on knees and just doing that purse lip breathing so that's another really good way to help relieve those symptoms if you're feeling breathless during exercise um, another good tip is to organize your day. So you're doing this exercise when you're, when you have the most energy and with the least amount of symptoms. So a lot of people have quite bad symptoms in the morning. So maybe avoid doing that. And yeah, it's sort of, yeah, listen to your body. You sort of know what the best time of day is for exercise. I'm personally a night workouter, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> Um, another thing, especially asthmatics, um, ty- uh, sort of the environment that you're working in. So obviously you can have cold environments, which is just not good. So, and also allergies, places with pollen and dust might, um, bring on those symptoms and yeah, using your inhaler is a really, <laughs> really quite a good one. Um, so preventer inhaler is usually recommended 10 to 15 minutes before you start exerciser- exercising and obviously have your reliever present so yeah those are sort of some things that you should think about before doing exercises
That's fantastic. Um, I'll just add one more little um, great wee tip. Um, blow as you go. Um, I don't know if you've all been aware of that, but that's certainly one that we use a huge amount, particularly when we're um, asking people to do something. And it's really uncomfortable. And you'll have, you know, I'm sure you have all had some dealings with people with breathlessness. Um, it's a horrible feeling, you know, and to say, yes, come on, let's go exercise when they can't even, they're already breathless just sitting in a chair. Um, but uh, the benefits far outweigh that uncomfortable feeling. And the fitter you get, as one of you were saying, the easier it will become. So, um, yeah, that's great. No, some great tips. Thank you, Ayla. Um, hey, guys, we're like over time now. Um, so um, did you want to say a few words, Charlotte? Here we are. This is the, the, the boss. Um, kia ora everyone, my name is Charlene um, I hope you are all having a um, lovely afternoon And I'd just like to uh, thank Asma Otago for um, having us on the radio uh, today I think our students have given um, a lot of great tips And a lot of great information to keep everyone sort of encouraged In terms of to keep, keep your activity going um, Keep moving and um, keep getting fitter So that we can, as the students have mentioned Quality of life is key. So um, the more we can start getting, making exercise a bit of a habit, uh, sort of, and there are, as, as we talked about, there are some great online as well as in-person ca um, classes available. Uh, it just is going to help our, you know, keep, keep us fit and active for our lives and be able to do the things that we want to do, whether that be playing with our grandchildren or being able to attend church or being able to attend our community groups. Um, all that is going to improve our life. So thank you very much. Thank you, Charlene, not Charlotte. But there we are. I never get it right. Um, so that's been us today, guys. Um, that's all we've got from Lung Talk today. Um, if you want any other information, please give Asthma Otago a ring, 471-6167. Um, we'll be able to help you. Um, hopefully most of our programs will get Back going again. We're hoping by Easter all of our groups will be going as long as we get this darn COVID under control. But until next month, um, take care. Thanks, guys. Asthma Otago's Asthma Centre is open from 9 to 12, Monday to Friday, offering practical advice on how to better manage your condition. Call in and visit their rooms, have a cuppa, and browse through their range of resources, or just have a chat. You'll find Asthma Otago at Dunedin Community House, 283 Moray Place, and you can call them on 471 6167. Asthma Otago, supporting people with asthma and respiratory disease. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin, with support from New Zealand On the Air.